Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Promising Practices for Meeting the Needs of Dually Eligible Older Adults with Substance Use Disorders. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on May 16, 2019. In this podcast, we will hear from Elizabeth Bauman, a case manager at the Council of Aging of Southwestern Ohio who will provide an overview of promoting engagement of older adults with substance abuse disorders to improve access and coordination care among participants and care teams. Ms. Bauman also provides case examples that illustrate these practices. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Bauman. I'm a licensed social worker with Council on Aging of Southwestern Ohio. I'm currently a case manager working with older adults who are dually eligible waiver beneficiaries. Council on Aging is a nonprofit organization dedicated to enhancing the quality of life for older adults, people with disabilities, their families, and caregivers. We promote choice, independence, dignity, and well-being through a range of services that help people remain in their homes for as long as safely possible. We work to ensure the members are in the least restrictive environment through coordinating and collaborating with physicians, providers, behavioral health services, and the SUD services. I will be discussing case management tips to working with older adults with substance use disorders, and then I will give specific examples that exemplify these tips. Next slide. The first tip I have is that communication is key. This may seem like common sense, but it can either make or break success with a client. Substance use may be part of the older adult's life, but it's not necessarily who they are. There are many things that make up an individual's such as their wants, desires, where they've been and where they see themselves going. This is not any different working with older adults. How we speak with our older adults builds the foundation for progress. Recognizing and learning your members' interests and remember them. Let them know you care about more than just talking about their substance use. Have something to fall back on when a communication slows. Do some research on their interests and hobbies, ensuring you have commonalities to speak about that will keep communication flowing. Use these interests and commonalities as a way to begin a discussion about their substance use. An example I think of is saying something as simple as, I saw the Reds game was on last night. Is this something that triggers you to drink while you watch the game? Communication promotes engagement. Next slide. There may be some resistance upon initial contact and difficulty in reaching a member for follow-up. Communication may be guarded. There are some strategies for building rapport. The first tip I have is to send a personalized greeting card upon enrollment with your business card enclosed. Put a face to a name. Ask the older adults questions to understand their views on engagement and their expectations. Did they enroll in the program expecting to only have contact when they call you? Do you need to clarify your contact guidelines? Talk about their preferred means of communication and their schedule. Many older adults struggle to sleep well at night. It may not be avoiding engagement, but you may be catching them at an inconvenient time. Some older adults may not be ready to address their substance use disorders as well. Meet them where they are. Determine their definition of the problem and work on addressing that first. Work on what they see as needing to change. Is it something such as their living situation, their income? These goals and efforts may ultimately lead to them realizing a change related to their substance use is needed. Having a goal of saving money, for example, and discussion may lead to the individual realizing how much money they spend on alcohol. I will give a good example of this in my case studies for later in the presentation. 
Past engagement and readiness to change, there may be additional barriers to overcome, such as their literacy. Next slide. Do not assume that your older adult members or any of your members are literate. Illiteracy does not equal unintelligence. Some individuals may have had to drop out of school and provide for their family. It is okay to ask an older adult about their literacy abilities. Most will feel relieved that you've taken the time to ask. Normalize adding this into your conversations. Rather than just saying, can you read, maybe consider asking them, would you like me to read this with you? Do you need assistance spelling this out? This will also strengthen rapport. Compliance with appointments is the next barrier that we can face. Next slide. Duly eligible older adults with substance use disorders may need assistance attending their treatment appointments. They may not ask unless you prompt them, saying that because they've previously worked independently, they go to their appointments on their own. You know, they've not needed the help that they need now. They may struggle cognitively as well or have literacy barriers on top of potentially not being sober, which contributes to why they need someone to accompany them to their medical appointments. Attend appointments with them if possible or schedule time to call in on speakerphone. They may need assistance managing appointments and pickup times. They may need someone to act as a note taker, especially if they are not sober. This will prevent missing vital information and provide reminders post-appointments. They may need additional mobility supports in and out of the appointments. Help them engage their support system to alleviate these barriers. Questions such as, do you have a family or friend who would be willing to ride with you and assist you during your appointment? Is there anyone that would be willing to meet you at your appointment and take notes for you? Can I help you call someone to inform them of your appointment? Next slide. Coordinating with the care team. Don't assume everyone knows how to feel how, knows how to or feels comfortable advocating for themselves. Older adults may have recently lost support systems who previously have helped them, such as their spouse. Some older adults may have many questions they are unsure how to word to a physician or may think they aren't important enough to ask. Help support independence and self-advocacy. Help the older adults schedule and prepare for their appointments, such as scheduling, writing down appointments. Do they have a planner? Do they need Help writing an appointment in the planner. The slide lists wonderful examples have questions you can potentially ask your patients that you work with. Assist with making a list of questions to take to their appointment and ask their providers such as the specific questions they have to ask. Would you like me to help you write them out and put them in your planner so you have them when you get there? Next slide. The next step I have is to hold care team collaboration meetings with the older adult present. It can hinder your rapport with an older adult if you are consistently having conversations with providers or physicians about the older adult's treatment without them present. Call the physician together if you have a question. Place the doctor's office on speakerphone so that the older adult can hear the full conversation. The older adult is the center of the care team and has a choice and control over his or her own care and care team recommendations. Engage the caregiver in helping build the care plan and attending care collaboration meetings as well, with the older adult's permission. Share the care plan during care collaboration meetings and ask for input into the assessment and goals. An example of this is an older adult wanted to complete detox from home rather than a facility which can be dangerous. I simply faxed the care plan to the older adult's physician and requested the physician step out the goal 
of detoxing from home and the specific steps for the older adult to follow, providing guidance and supporting the individual's choice for treatment. Next slide. Now we'll be focusing on two case studies from duly eligible older adults with substance use disorders. I will be providing ground level tips and tricks which have worked for these specific cases but can be generalized and adapted to fit many older adults working through substance use disorders. I'll be relating two case studies back to the engagement strategies that I just reviewed. The first case study we will look at, we will call Mrs. M. Mrs. M is a 72-year-old duly eligible female. Mrs. M has been diagnosed with moderate opioid use disorder with her substance of choice being Percocet. Mrs. M also has other health-related conditions such as arthritis, BOPD, as well as frequent constipation. Next slide. What I'll focus on first is communicating with Mrs. M. Addressing substance use negatively can shut down communication and openness. Rather than saying, Mrs. M, I see you've had problems with overtaking your pills, try saying some things such as, how are you managing your medications? How can I help support you in sticking with your medication schedule? Do you have a pill organizer for each day of the week? Is it hard for you to read the labels on your medication bottles? We mistakenly shut down communication without even knowing we did it with something as simple as how we phrase a question. How we intend for someone to take a question or comment and how it's received are not always in line. Next slide. The next barrier I had with Mrs. M was engagement. Upon enrollment, Mrs. M would not answer the phone or open the door for me. The resolution I came to was this. I completed a drive-by to her home and left a flyer on her door with my business card, which had my photo on it, so Mrs. M would recognize my face. I then called from a non-private office number. Many older adults are fearful of answering private calls as many telemarketers, as well as medical supply companies, scam call older adults. Notify the older adult that your number will show as private if it does. These strategies were successful, and I was able to gain contact with Mrs. M. Next slide. Coordinating with Mrs. M's care team, Mrs. M reported concerns of having her Percocet dosage reduced, but felt fearful of discussing it with her physician. This could lead to issues such as buying the Percocet off the market and a potential for overdose. The resolution I came to was this. During a home visit, I inquired as to whether Mrs. M would like me to facilitate the conversation between her and her physician. I called the physician's office and placed the office on speakerphone, informed them that the older adult was present for the call and had some concerns with her dosage of medications she would like to speak with the physician about. She continued the conversation, but I was present for support. Through this, the physician did not adjust her medication levels as she hoped any further, but was able to discuss her opioid use disorder with the physician and the doctor gave her supports that were available. This maintained rapport between the physician and the patient. Next slide. Transportation barriers are very common. Uh, pill counts generally occur randomly and are monitored and initiated by the pain clinic directly to ensure compliance with medications prescribed. Mrs. M could not attend random pill counts due to mobility issues and lack of transportation. But transportation for Mrs. M required a three-day scheduling notice and was not able to give that for a random pill count. The resolution I came to was calling the pain clinic with Mrs. M and arranged for a home health nurse to come in her home for pill counts. This was not previously offered by the pain clinic. Sometimes coming up with resolutions requires case managers to be resourceful and creative. Next slide. 
My next case example we will call Mr. P. Mr. P is a 75-year-old duly eligible male with an alcohol use disorder. He has other health-related conditions of fatty liver disease, lowered GI resections, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, arthritis, and tongue cancer in remission. Next slide. Mr. P was not openly communicating with me and restricted info that he provided. I needed to build rapport with him. I noticed that Mr. P had a bike sitting by his living room door during a home visit. When communication wasn't flowing, I said, I see you have a bike. Do you enjoy riding? He started talking to me about the bike, which led into him telling me that when he feels like drinking, he takes a bike ride to get his mind off drinking. Every time I go to his house now, I ask him, hey, have you had any enjoyable bike rides lately? Tell me about them. Notice what your older adult is wearing. Notice their surroundings if you're in their home. Look for topics to converse about that could build rapport. Next slide. Mr. P also didn't feel that he had an issue with substance use, and I didn't, and didn't want to work on it. The resolution that we came to was I was able to come to helping him come up with his goals that he prioritized as important. He told me he wasn't happy with his budget and wanted to have more spending money at the end of the month. So we broke down his budget apart to see where he was spending his money. I gave him a transaction form to fill out for the month and look at. Through this, he realized how much he was spending on alcohol. He then began to realize he had a substance use disorder without me directly telling him. Next slide. Mr. P was also religious and attended communion in which wine was served. He wanted to participate without indulging in alcohol. We ended up coming up with a resolution of I sat down in his home with him. I assisted him in writing an anonymous letter to the church requesting to have a section, second option of grape juice for communion. I also helped him come up with a backup plan of bringing a bottle of grape juice to service when he knew communion was going to be served. Next slide. I worked very diligently to coordinate with Mr. P's care team. I requested to share his care plan, which included a goal of attending AA meetings per week with his physician. The physician called to ask me and Mr. P if we can add a goal of cutting back on a half of a glass of alcohol a day to improve his GI function. This included the physician and Mr. P's goals related to substance use disorders and allowed for engagement with the physician and added another support system for Mr. P to lean on when he needed it. We really should be creating a person-centered care plan with older adults that is centered around their individual goals, not necessarily the goals that we have for our older adults. Next slide. Some key takeaways that I really want to highlight are engagement and communication. Learn your members' individual interests. Remember them. Let them know you care more, not just about their substance use disorder, but also about the, their individual person. Meet older adults where they are. Determine their definition of the problem and work on addressing that. It typically will build into building rapport and then working on the issue at hand. Ask them about their literacy abilities. Just because we, we can read, we shouldn't assume that others can. The next key takeaway is care coordination. Help older adults members to schedule appointments and attend if possible to take notes and support follow through. Assist older adults in developing questions to ask their care provider. And hold care team collaboration meetings with the older adult present. 
any physicians want to be involved in the care and not just at the doctor's appointments. They will call you, they'll talk to you on the phone. Just don't be scared just to share the care team, care with, share with the care team. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.